Hello, and thanks for coming back. We're going to start the show with homemade chocolate mousse. Then we're going to be talking about what the food you eat says about you. Back by popular demand, Mark's bringing some misheard lyrics, and then we're going to be going to Paranormal Corner and talking about pendulums, so stick around. And welcome back to Snack a Little, Talk a Little. I'm Mark. And I'm Jenna. Wait, homemade chocolate mousse. You know what? I didn't even really look at what you brought in for the thing. Yeah. But, oh the my homemade gosh. part is under the whipped cream. And then I put those little brownie bite things there. Those are not homemade. Those look great, though. So I got to tell you, I don't know what this is going to taste like because there is something different about it. Oh, well, now I'm afraid to taste it. It's uh, it's good. But I got to say, it looks fantastic. And, and uh, let me just say to our listeners, if you get a chance to do a snacking podcast with Jana, <laughs> take every opportunity to because she comes up with some great stuff. Well, I was very curious about this one because this is not the way I would normally make a chocolate mousse. This is made with coconut cream. Interesting. It's just coconut cream. Little bit of vanilla, lots okay. of uh, cocoa powder, and then you can sweeten it with honey. You can sweeten it with powdered sugar. Right? I wouldn't do it with regular sugar because you know you're gonna. It's gonna be grainy. It would be very difficult to get rid of the okay. graininess. Now, interesting you say it because this mousse has a texture to it. Because I crumbled up some of the little uh, brownie bites into it as oh, well. Oh, okay. That's yeah. Because that was that's what was strange. It, it almost seems like. Yeah, so what this tastes like, it's it's light like a mousse is, uh-huh, you know, uh-huh. a w- mousse whipped up, uh, whatever. Uh, but it kind of tastes like, and must, must be because of the brownie bites that you crushed up in there, there's a little bit of texture, so it's not as smooth. Yeah, they've sat in there overnight, so right. that and makes I got, sense. And they got some bits, and mm-hmm. it almost is like a Oreo cookie, the cookie part, mm-hmm. is what it tastes like. But it, in, in the very best way, I mean, not that Oreo cookies aren't good. But it, it's uh, it's dark. Uh, it's a great dark color. So, yeah, it's interesting because if you had done this with cream, it would be completely completely smooth. So there is a different texture. You think um, it's the cream? The difference between cream, coconut cream, or the fact because well, you, you crush- whip it and this you don't whip. You just keep mixing the cocoa powder and the sweetener and the vanilla. Uh, why that would change the flavor? Not the flavor, but the texture. I don't know. But it does have a slightly different texture than it would if it was cream. But it does not take away from the flavor. And actually, I can. Okay, the chocolate is a stronger and more forward flavor than the coconut. But I can tell this is made with coconut cream. I cannot tell it's made with coconut cream. It's like the after. It's the it's the second uh, note. Right. If you would have told me, then I wouldn't I wouldn't know any different. Well, I haven't had chocolate. I can't remember remember the last time I had chocolate mousse. Like I'm getting so excited, I can hardly talk about it. <laughs> so, uh, you know what? So while you eat that, let's oh. just remind people there are good reasons to be making this with coconut cream. Okay. All right. Mm, it improves smell. your immunity. Um, there are antimicrobials in coconut and really? coconut cream. I did yes. not know that. They have the fatty acids in coconut are effective fighters against viruses that cause flu, hepatitis C, measles, herpes, AIDS. Take that, COVID. Ah. <laughs> ah. <laughs> uh, it gives you energy, not fat. Hmm. I'm, I'm here for that. Uh, it slows aging. Approximately 90% of the fatty acids in coconut cream are saturated fat, and saturated fat is a natural antioxidant by itself. This means that saturated fat stops free radical activity. Does that mean that I'm 25 You can feel good about this. I can tell a difference already, Mark. <laughs> uh, it hydrates your body. Next time you have to a sweaty workout, try sucking on a popsicle or licking ice cream made of pure coconut cream. I'm so into that idea. That's interesting. You know, when I play tennis, actually, on hot days, when we go into the third set on a hot day, yep. I drink uh, coconut water because mm, it's, a good, mm-hmm. it's a good hydrator to mm-hmm. help recover. I love it because mm. the... Bits of the brownie middle that I broke into there. Every now and then I do get a little chocolate chip or, or whatever, whatever those right. chips are. By the way, it's a it's a caramel brownie brittle, so that's what you're. I'm gonna eat the caramel seeing on the top brittle separately. I'm about halfway through this. Um, this is good stuff. It is good. This is something that would be you know like at a fancy restaurant, 
you know, for the uh, on the dessert menu or something like that. The so I don't know if you've ever gotten into a can of coconut cream. So all the solids I have not are on the top, and at the bottom you have the coconut juice, which I put in my refrigerator, and I'll put that in a smoothie. Hmm. So also, this is so great. I could use a little more of this in my life. No, stimulates your bowel movements. <laughs> Some coconut cream may contain uh, fewer percentages of fiber, but usually there's plenty of fiber and it will loosen your bowels. Yeah, coconut will do that. You know, uh, have you ever had halpia? Halpia is, it's a, uh, it's like a coconut jello, kind of like a gelatin version of coconut. Oh, I I didn't know it was called that, but I've seen something like that, yes. And and it's H-A-U-P-I-A, I I believe, halpia. Okay. I've made it once. It didn't taste as good as the stuff I had in Hawaii, but they tell you, because I've been to a couple of the touristy type of uh, luau's in Hawaii, they tell you don't eat too much of it because it will loosen your bowels. No, it will loosen okay. your bowels. And so, but it, ta- it tastes so good. I, I, in fact, I should uh, try to make it again because I did like the halpia. I just, as a little side note here, the site where I found the information about the benefits of coconut cream, I've been saying all this time it was all ready to, <laughs> Mark, you know what the site is called? Okay, what is what is okay? What does that look like? It says, sorry. Where what what am I looking at? The blue part up at the top. Oh, it looks like a bad word, doesn't oh it? Oh my gosh, well, it I does. Mean, <laughs> well, I wouldn't say a bad word. It it pretty. Uh, you know what? I'll take a screenshot for all of you. Okay, so so the typeface of this uh, website mm-hmm. is uh, makes the what is that first letter supposed to be? It looks like a P. It does, here. yes. But now look at the actual. Uh, the URL or whatever that is. Oh, the, okay. So I just now it's saw an that. F, but the F is uh, it's kind of like a ballooned type of uh, yeah. There, thing. And there it's is so no... next to the U. It's supposed to be fussy boy, but it looks like F- fussy body. Oh, body. Yeah, I'm sorry. Let's see. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, but it looks it looks like pussy boy. Pussy body. <laughs> I was like, oh, ha, ha, guess what it's called? But it's actually fussy body, not pussy body. <laughs> so what a relief. But now it's too late because I've ruined it and I've said the nasty word anyway. <laughs> so uh, actually, though, I am glad to know that the site is not called Pussy Buddy. But there's something else. Wait, but wait, there's more. There is a little something there for you to drink. Never had it. Don't know what it's going to be like. Oh, my gosh. Take a look at that. And take a look I gotta at say, this. I got to say, so the uh, the cookie thing that you had in here yeah. was very good and very decadent. That can't possibly be uh, good for you. No. All right, so now but you so can feel better little, knowing uh, that the rest is shot glass okay type you. size of something. I'm gonna. It's a clear liquid that's bubbling. Yes. You know what? I have no. Maybe I should have had you try this first There's because no it scent. wouldn't maybe sully. Well, you know what? I have water. Let me let me do okay. a quick swig of water and. Uh... There is a scent. Close your eyes. Wash away the. Wash let away me the put chocolate. this under your nose, but don't look. Okay. Now smell again. It's just so light and fruity, Not which which was my nickname in high school. <laughs> okay. No, it wasn't. Uh, it's my nickname now, apparently. <laughs> uh, all right, let me taste this. Obviously, a clear um, soda. Weird, just weird. I mean, if you were on a deserted island and all there was was salt water. Okay, this is. Yeah. It tastes like it has uh, vanilla in it. But so light. Let me is it see a, here. is it Let like a? See. It's it, you know what? It's like a it's like a vanilla cream soda. This says it's without, just carbonated water and natural flavor. Yeah, it tastes like it tastes like the lightest vanilla cream soda. It's like if you take vanilla cream soda and took out ninety five percent of the vanilla, <laughs> you'd and be it's left just, with bubbles. Yeah. And it, it. What is that? Take a look. See there. No way. All right. So now what I'm looking at the can. The can, it's from Jelly Belly. Yep. The the uh, uh, <laughs> the Jelly Bean Company. Thank you. <laughs> I couldn't It has exciting and unusual flavors. Right. And it, but it's called chocolate. Yes. This is supposed to be chocolate, chocolate soda? Chocolate sparkling water made by Jelly Belly. It is... Is vanilla in the ingredients? No, it well, it just says sparkling water. 
Yeah. Or sorry, carbonated water and natural flavor, and that's all it says. Okay, it the natural flavor is is one drop of vanilla or something flavors. per gallon. I, if I don't have it right after having some of this, I mean, there is flavor, and it's not disgusting. Some things are disgusting, but I can't quite put my finger on right. the exact. I mean, I, I taste of more of the carbonation sweet. than anything else. And the thing is, is I gotta say, as a kid who actually had YooHoo soda, do you remember YooHoo? I do, but I've never had it. Okay, I had YooHoo chocolate soda. That was like chocolate milk soda. Okay. Kind of a thing. That's chocolate soda. What it would be this, like to take chocolate not. milk and put this in it. That might make it more Dang of a it. YooHoo. <laughs> so now smell it again with your eyes open, okay. because to me the strong is quite po- the strong. The smell is quite potent, and it does smell kind of chocolatey. I don't know. I don't get it. I'm not. I'm. I'm only getting a light fruity flake. F- <laughs> oh boy. That's okay. What's in that stuff? <laughs> mm. Chocolate so chocolate sparkling water that uh, now no it just tastes like uh, it's like a mixer almost. I mean it's it's almost that dry that it's almost like a mixer. So if you're into experimenting with food, that's weird. Or if you happen to keep coconut milk around or coconut cream, it needs to be coconut cream. And I do because I like it and I think it's great for smoothies and there are just times where it comes in handy. So for me, it wasn't that unusual to get something like this, but I would recommend trying it as long as you can deal with the fact that, yes, the the texture, even with if I didn't put in the little bits of brownie brittle, it is a little different. It's almost like it's broken. Have you heard that term when it comes to cooking? I have not. Sometimes they talk about chocolate. If you uh, if you don't temper it correctly or whatever, sometimes it will it will break or it will look kind of. I mean, to look at this, the texture even looks different. It looks a right. little bit grainy or something. Right. It did even before I put the it looks like brownie chew- brittle in there. Looks like chewed up Oreo cookies. Something like that. Yeah. Right. But pr- I promise you, it has. I think this is normal because hers looked like that too. So I don't know why the texture is a little different, but I can tell you that it is delicious. It's decadent. It's wonderful. Mm. And you might want to try this. Do you have any more of this? Mm, no, but I do have more brownie brittle in the next room. Mm. So as long this as is we're going down the uh, the food rabbit hole. Right. Mm. Let's talk about... I'm, I'm going to use my finger and lick out the glass to this. <laughs> okay. I, like, I appreciate your dedication. Let's talk Ladies. about your food preferences. Mad for Mustard. This is from SciCom, okay. uh, a website. How do you spell that? P-S-Y-Com. Okay. But one word. So I make sure. So you could correct me if I'm wrong? <laughs> no. No, I just want to make sure when we... When we when we uh, put a website out there that we spell it out for people because it could be SciCom, S-I. But you know what? Could this? So we think of this as being a psychological thing, but I mean, isn't psyllium the thing, again, makes you poop? Isn't it? Doesn't it start with a P-S-Y? It could be psyllium, com. Sil. com. Everything is poop with you. It is. Mad for mustard, what the food you eat says about you. All right. Are you a sucker for spicy food? Chances are you're also prone to take risks. Hmm. Crave salty snacks? You're probably highly ambitious. Wow. So far, I'm feeling pretty good about myself. I hear you. Not so much the spicy food, but I don't mind a little bit of salt. Uh, well, the old adage, you are what you eat, refers to your health. As it turns out, the saying can also be indicative of your personality. Though behavioral food expert Judiet Boghossian, <laughs> wow, say that five times fast, <laughs> founder of Foodology would be more inclined to say you are how you eat. Okay. Over the last 30 years, Boghossian has studied the relationship between eating habits, personality, and behavioral tendencies. Observing food-related habits provides a portal into the complex layers of one's character. Hmm. Our food habits continue to evolve in sync with our character development, emotional events, maturity, and environmental and health influences. So... Research shows that there are, in fact, neuroscience-based explanations for the link between personality and taste flavor preferences, and it has more to do with the taste buds and the mouthfeel aspects of tasting food. For example, the burn of chili pepper. Okay. 
with olfactory contributions to uh, flavor or genetics. I mean, that makes sense. Do you think that genetic, would you think that genetics would pay that big of a, uh, make that big of a uh, impact, I guess, uh, or in I think so, forming I think, your tastes. I, I think I think that genetics probably has something to do with that because it depends on uh, what region your family comes from. For instance, you know. Uh, but is that genetics? Uh, I think eventually it becomes that way. Let's say in Mexico with the uh, current, you know, modern day Mexicans, possibly all the way back to the Aztecs. I don't know, but we associate spicy food. We don't necessarily associate spicy food with American food. Right. But we do with Mexican food. Mexican food, spicy, right? Yes. And uh, even though not all Mexican food is spicy, but it, let's say it's, their food is the way it is because rice was easier to grow there because everything's either rice or corn tortillas, mm -hmm, and, you know, tortillas, rice, beans, and meat. Basically, it's all the same thing. Yeah. In fact, there was a comedian that used to do a bit as a waiter that pretty much all Mexican food's the same stuff. Uh and it's great, but they're from a region where you can grow a lot of peppers and stuff. Therefore, spicy hot food is part of their culture. And I think over over centuries, that may Thai be, food, also very hot. Right. Yep. That may become uh, a genetic predisposition for liking the spicy food. Okay. So if a mama who's pregnant is eating spicy food, then also maybe the baby... Has a, has a tolerance, like has a better tolerance for it, mm -hmm. and then grows up to eat more, and then that can, goes on and on. And that's why, you know, uh, you and I somewhere in our lineage have to have some Mexican blood, but I have a lot more because you are very light on spices. Yes, and so is my mother. And me, I like a lot of a lot of spice. So I like spice as in flavor. I don't like spice when it comes as in heat. Don't right. don't do that well with right. it. But I, I I think I think genetics could because of evolution and natural selection that could have an effect on that. Okay. Well, it says, yes, there is a genetic influence behind uh, the reason you prefer certain foods over others. Both nature and nurture determine what you like to eat. It's parental feeding habits. It's what you ate as a child. So it's prior experience and learning, but it's also straight up biological. So if your go-to foods are meat and potatoes and you grew up in a meat and potato serving home, there's likely a link there. There are genetic differences because we have different variants of taste receptors. In fact, humans have about 25 different bitter taste genes, and among those are variants that determine whether you'll be highly sensitive or less sensitive to certain flavors. They found uh, in studies that the same gene variant that explains whether or not you like sweet and low, it also predicts your liking for grapefruit due to variable bitterness. Some people find sweet and low bitter and don't like it for that reason. If you're that person with that particular genetic variant, you will reject the bitterness of grapefruit juice too. Wait, is sweet and low still available? Yes. I thought sweet and low was no. found. Wasn't that the one that was found to find, right. yep, cause yep. cancer yep. and they it's took it off the market? still there. Wow. To be clear, taste receptors and taste genes are related, but they're not the same thing. So they've kind of lost me there when they get into the weeds with this. I mean, I hear, I understand what they're saying, but it's right. like, oh, okay. I think they're agreeing with me. I'm sure. <laughs> it says the receptor is a protein. The gene is the DNA string that encodes the protein. So what it means to have good taste. Okay. Sweet, salty, sour, bitter, and savory, meaty. Uh, tastes are known as umami, and they're the five different tastes, types of tastes and widely recognized as such. The, uh, there are three taster status categories. So, Mark All and right. listeners, where do you think you fall? Okay. Number one is the super tasters. They have the most taste buds, and they tend to have very strong likes and dislikes for different foods. Super tasters report that food like broccoli, cabbage, spinach, grapefruit, and coffee taste very bitter to them. Spicy foods are deemed too strong. While it may seem counterintuitive, super tasters taste so much flavor in flavorful foods that they run the other way at times. I don't think that's me because we, as we illustrated earlier, I can't taste the chocolate in the chocolate soda. I couldn't right. smell it either. So I think yeah. and smell and taste, I think, are uh, certainly related. So I don't think I, I don't consider myself a super taster, although I mean, because look, plenty of times on this show. We, for each other, we bring something and say, hey, can you tell me what's in it? Yeah. 
And you're much better at that than I am, certainly. Mm. But part of that is probably just because I'm more into food and cooking than you. And so I probably... I, but it might be But it might because you're more of a super taster than well, I am. Well, I do think... I mean, I'm looking at some of the things you're giving examples of. There is a lot of this that I agree that it's bitter, but I don't necessarily run the other way. There are a few foods on the list that um, I can't wrap my head around. Okay. Um, like mushrooms I don't love, but it's really more textural than anything. Right. Which is weird because there are things with similar textures that I do like, so right. I, I can't explain it. It is weird. You are weird. The no, the number two is the non-tasters. Okay. They're the opposite. This is shocking. They're the opposite of the super taster. Okay. While the least number of taste buds, oh, sorry, with the least number of taste buds, they prefer spicy and salty foods since their tongues, uh, most food is bland to them. So I don't know. Is that you? Because I know you love spicy food. No, no, I'm not. No, most food is not bland to me, I would say. But is it because that's because you salt and, and add heat? No, because I don't always do that. In fact, I, I'm, I'm the kind well, of person. That's true. You like to taste the meat. Yeah. When I have, when I have meat, I don't put stuff on it. No, I'm not going to say it. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm dinging you anyway. All right. But no, I, I prefer like steaks when I do, uh, I do steak. Uh, I do pork and uh, on, on my grill uh, nearly every week. And I don't put sauces or spices or anything like that on it. I prefer to taste the meat itself. It's not bland to me or anything. I don't, I don't, I'm not, I don't think I'm falling into that category. That's good. I'm probably that's, the third category. I mean, that's good, but that's good too. <laughs> She's pointing to the dessert, by the way, that she's saying is good. Took another bite of that. Okay. The number three are the medium tasters. I wonder why we medium weren't in the center. Yeah, that was. Why would they strange. do that out of order? Yeah, because they're. Come right. on, Psycom. That's some kind of a psychological trip. That's right. All right, <laughs> they fall somewhere in the middle. I mean, don't you wonder if that's a, a, a majority of people? Right. Medium tasters see the world in normal color, as opposed to super tasters who live in a neon world, and non tasters who live in a pastel world in terms of taste. I'm gonna. I, you know what? I am gonna put myself in the super taster category, but I don't know. I can't. I don't know if I'm a, I can agree that it's because I have these superior taste buds. I think I just have an interest in uh, experimenting with food and flavors and trying things I haven't tried before to see if I like it and would I want to do that again. And Yeah, but, it, it, but that interest might be based on your taste buds. It might be a behavior brought on by your physical properties. Well, that could be. You know, because in general, you are a sensitive person. I am. And I Highly think maybe that has, that has something to do with it. I'm, I'm certainly be. a medium taster, maybe towards the top of the medium taster, because I do like to determine different flavors and stuff like that. And and I don't do the experimenting that you do, but I certainly have uh, add a lot of different things. I mean, look, I nearly daily I eat stuff out of my garden, and it depends on what proportion of stuff that I cut up to put it either in my burritos or on top of my chips that mm -hmm. I make or something like that uh based based on my likes and dislikes so and and same with hot sauce and how much spice i put on it because i certainly don't want to have tons of heat because once it gets too hot you can't taste anything so i i would i would say i'm putting myself at the top of the medium and you at the uh mid to bottom of the super tasters okay and we so then we practically are in the same spot <laughs> nearly nearly but but i but i will admit you are at a higher tasting level than i am you have more better taste than i do i, I think it's i think really it, it does have more to do with interest but okay i'll take that food behaviors and personality traits All so right. here's where personality enters into this okay <laughs> So first of all, there there are for the big five personality traits: extroversion, colon, outgoing, energetic. Wait, colon is one? No, because <laughs> I've been called something no. like that before. So they're just explaining in case nobody knows what extroversion would look like. Oh, uh, agreeableness, friendly, compassionate. I'm agreeable. <laughs> okay, openness to experience, inventive and curious, conscientiousness, efficient, organized, neuroticism. I'm not neurotic. So sensitive and nervous. <laughs> okay. Researchers believe several of these traits correlate with various aspects of food behavior. For wait, wait, instance. Wait. Was that five that they listed? Because yeah. you were doing descriptions. I couldn't tell which five. Extroversion, agreeableness, openness, conscientiousness, and neuroticism. Oh, okay. Because some of those seem to be extroversion 
definitions. It, yes, they were. Yeah. Yeah. Each one had a definition. No, I'm just saying that the agreeableness almost seems to be an extrovert. I mean, it could be. I mean, for anybody, it yeah. could be. But yeah. so, okay. okay. Uh, extroverts prefer more sensation from the food they eat than introverts. Psycom, uh, ah, ah. you're wrong. Or maybe <laughs> I'm just that special. <laughs> For the food they eat than introverts. And according to research, those who are more open to experience eat more servings of fruits and vegetables and consume less unhealthy food per week than those who aren't. I, I feel like they're getting all that wrong. I know you eat a lot of fruits and vegetables, but I also know that you don't mind some unhealthy food. It's not like you're going out like searching for it, but I know that you also yeah. like I'll, it. I'll down a quart of ice cream or quart and a half. Sounds or pretty good right now, cream. doesn't it? Yeah, it does. <laughs> it always does with me. <laughs> The thinking is that people who are more open need variety. So they're more eager to try new fruits and veggies, or they're simply brave enough to keep experimenting with the ones they initially didn't like. I will do that too. Hmm. I'll go in and try things that I haven't for a while to see if I like them yet, like mushrooms, like figs. Interesting. Uh, eh, I haven't done the liver thing in a while, but I would try it, but not because I would want to, but I would. There are things that would be worse to me. Insects, for example. Studies have shown specific flavor preferences can be linked to certain personality traits. For example, those who are novelty seekers and go-getters prefer salty foods. Do you like salty or sweet better? Oh, that's tough. Depends on the day, don't I, you think? Yeah, I'm a, same, big, I'm same. a big sweets guy because I love desserts. But yeah. I like a good fry. No, you know what, though? I got to say, though, culturally... Not that I avoid saltiness, because look, I mean, I, I have uh, chips at least uh, a few times a week, because I, mm -hmm. most of what I eat as a as a bachelor, ladies, is uh, either I have uh, nachos, which is a plate of chips with meat and or beans and vegetables from my garden on top with cheese. Mm -hmm. uh, that's got salt in it, because it's got salt in the yes. cheese, it's got salt in the, so I don't add salt, but I do eat salty things regularly. But I also have uh, chocolate chips every night. So there's my sweet. So I don't know. I'm somewhere in between. I don't know if I have a favorite. But like I said, I was saying culturally because we know that salt causes high blood pressure and stuff. And yep. so when there's a low salt option, I will often choose that because mm -hmm. of the salt that I eat in all the rest of the foods. So I don't know what that where that puts me on the sweet and salty. Uh, well, so I, th I, know, I think that you... I think that you do like both, but I know that you love ice cream and I know you love chocolate, which I think of more as a dessert or a sweet. Right. So right. I feel like you lean that way probably more often. I'll go with that. So hear this. Those who have a high reward dependence, an extrovert trait, have a penchant for sweets. Hmm. I don't know if I would consider myself an extrovert. Just kidding. <laughs> it stands to reason then that people with high levels of neuroticism, the anxious among us, probably aren't the most adventurous eaters. I can be an anxious person. I mean, there are things that plenty of things that I worry I about. Would, at I times. would say that you are an anxious person. You keep, but it, you I'm keep an adventurous in, eater. Yeah, I don't, I don't get that. We're very special. <laughs> uh, there are other studies that show people prone to sensation seeking and risk taking tend to gravitate towards spicy foods. Hmm. Food aversions and well, personality. Well, I certainly am, am pursuing sensations. Ladies. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a flip side. Foods you don't like can reveal perils about your personality too. And in fact, they may offer even more insight into your character than the foods you love. Really? Now, that's interesting because I before you read this, yeah. let me tell you the foods I don't like. Okay. So we'll see if it lines up before I even know what you're going to read. Okay. Uh I don't care for liver. Yep. I don't like peas. I does. I don't like olives. Olives, yes. And that's about it. Uh, you're not really into like the dried fruit type stuff. I remember that. I've learned some things. Well, because... no, I will eat dried fruit. No, I know you'll eat it, but I know that you're like I don't really understand the whole dried raisins in bread. Well, and not raisins. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, in bread and all that. Because I used to. Because apricots, I love dried apricots. Mm -hmm. Just by but but putting stuff like that into food. Yeah, it's not a thing for me, but 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 I like it. But I yeah, you're right. Raisins is probably something. So I'll say raisins, peas, and olives, and liver. Four things. So I'll, okay, I'll, I'll keep it to that. So let's see what it says. 
Hating certain food shows where you will not compromise, as well as your commitment levels when you don't like something. For example, you could say, I hate mustard. But if you won't even touch the mustard bottle or wash dishes with mustard on it, it reveals when you form a belief you are unyielding, loyal and committed to a fault. To an outsider, you may be viewed as rigid, though you might label this as passion and commitment. No, that's not me. I may not like those things, but I'll You'll wash I, the dish. I'm not going to step away from the table if someone's eating. <laughs> you peas. wash that. I mean, shoot, we've been to pea soup Andersons. You guys yes. would have pea you soup. You sat right? at the same table. Yeah, with I, us. it's not like I was like, I'm out of here. Nothing like that. So, what are the foods people least like? Based on quantitative research, mustard. This is I love mustard. I do too. Mustard tops the list, followed by radishes, then onions. Okay. I have three different types of mustard at my house. I have regular I yellow I've mustard. Got, I've I got at least that too. Two different kinds of brown spicy yep, mustard. Yep, yep. So that doesn't make any sense. I know. What was the other one? Radishes was the next one. Radishes and onions. See, radishes I, I can take or leave. It's not a I big deal. Too. I certainly Whatever. grow them in my garden. Radishes, by the way, here's your gardening tip for the week. If you're going to start a garden, plant a few radishes because radishes come up in about three or four days and it makes you go, hey, look, something's oh, happening so in a, my you, garden. The reward. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And then what's the next? Onions? Onions. What the heck? I eat onions every near, I kid you not, nearly every day. Because I, I go out to my onions and I'll slice off an onion green. Because not only do you eat the onion, the greens that come out the mm -hmm. top of the onion, mm -hmm. I slice off one of those and chop that up into pieces yeah. and put that either on my burrito or over my chips. I can tolerate the greens better because to me they're a little milder so i can eat right. a raw green onion oh, the definitely. raw other kind if it's not a lot i'm okay but otherwise it burns us oh it burns man. us no us. i love a good onion in fact i but it's not know, a matter of dislike here it's in just... southern california and a couple other places there's in and out burger which you guys may know it's a cultural thing here in southern california Man, to get the in fact, you know what I'm talking about this, and you have it in and out down I, the street, real close. I'm thinking of going to that for lunch because nothing like a good In and Out burger, which is a de you know halfway decent burger, but the, when you get the fresh onions on there, mm -hmm. they get so crisp and so ah. Oh. You know what? Can we stop the show now? I want to go get one. <laughs> I'm surprised that garlic isn't on here, just because. I mean, I realize that a garlic is a, a little bit different uh, experience than an onion, right? But I would think that there'd be just as much dislike then right. for, for people with garlic. And we love garlic. Uh -huh. <laughs> so all three are very pungent and polarizing flavors. Those who hate these foods often seek balance, shy away from confrontation, and are overwhelmed by aggressive characters. All of this so far is just like... A bunch of crap? <laughs> well... <laughs> doesn't make sense? Because I like, or at least am okay with all three. I like you. I'm like, I mean, I don't hate radishes. I just don't really care one way or the other. Right. Um, but by the same token, I'm not a fan of confrontation at all. Right. Uh, right. I don't know if I'd say that it's overwhelmed by aggressive characters. It's just that I just would rather not deal with it. But it doesn't feel like overwhelmed. It's just like, whatever. I'll just ignore you. Right. Oh, uh, sorry. Bump the microphone there. But what if you love food that others say tastes like a foot? <laughs> Some people say kimchi tastes like a foot, according to this. Have you heard that? Uh, you know what? I'm actually, it was like four years ago was the first time I ever heard of kimchi. Oh, okay. So it wasn't a thing in my life anyway. So uh, so to me, it doesn't taste like a foot. It's just sort of like extra spicy. Sauerkraut. Well, I was going to say sauerkraut, but yeah, definitely something. Extra spicy pickled something. Right. But not pickled foot. Right. Not that I've had one. So you know what? I guess until I've tried one, then how can I know? I've never had either. Are you talking about pickled pig's feet? Pickled foot. Well, I have pick. You know what? I have had a pickled foot. I've there had you pickles, go. See? Pickled pig's feet. And it was very good. You just put your foot in your it mouth. It was you like. Pickled foot in your mouth. It was pickled ham. It was, it oh. was ham. It tasted oh. like a ham. Hmm. Interesting. Anyway, there you go. Wow. I don't know if I, other than the basic idea that like what you were explaining is that some of what you like is based on genetics and you know and your region i do think a lot of it though it, i mean the, I, I find that i like so much more now that i have uh now that i'm an adult and i can make decisions about what i'm going to try and eat and i can afford to try things that i couldn't before more things are available to to us 
the curiosity is there. I don't, I don't know that that necessarily has to do with genetics or region. Well, somewhat the region. Yeah, that is that is interesting because uh, you are very food curious, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. gentlemen. Yeah. Uh, because you do buy a variety of stuff. I, I, I tend to buy the same stuff over and over, but you you uh, are adventurous in your food stuff. Do you think if money were no object, and I'm and I'm not, do you think that you'd be any different? Not necessarily. I don't think that you would. Yeah. Uh, one of the things that I like about our friendship is you introducing me to a lot of different things. I mean, not folks, not only on this show, she does this for the whole family. We have family dinners about once a month. Yeah. And Jana will, you know, instead of doing sometimes on even traditional dinner days, mm-hmm. she'll say, no, 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 let's not do that. I want to do this. This is an idea that I had. Which or the not idea everybody's that I into. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm so frustrated. It is so funny because I'm always up for it. But, My mother is definitely. But there are family don't, members. Don't fix that are it like, if it isn't broke. Right. <laughs> yes. I am just surprised on this list that peas was not on the foods that don't hate. Because culturally, peas in our pop culture is eat your peas, eat your veggies. It's peas and peas and carrots and. To me, peas is a divisive food source in our culture. No, it's not. And it's not even on this list. Peas, okay, so for me, peas are so uh, lackluster in their flavor that for me, you can only make them better by whatever it is that you do with them. I love to have them on a salad with dressing and other vegetables. I love to make the split pea soup. I mean, but that's all about the, the ham and you put the sour cream on the top with the croutons and it's really more... It's almost like uh, beans or potatoes or rice. It's about making something go further. To me, they're so nondescript with their flavor, other than being a little bit sweet. See, I don't, I don't care for the flavor, but apparently you, when you are making a lot of food, you like to have a lot of penis on your food. Oh hell! <laughs> you went there. You went there. <sighs> All right, moving on. <laughs> All right, on that note, uh, so we've had on the show, we, we talked before about misheard lyrics, you know, songs that you hear. Yes. And I think everyone knows you hear certain songs and you've always sung them one way or you've thought you heard it this way and therefore, you know, this out. And then because of the internet or other options, you're like, wait, they were saying what? I always thought they said this. Yep, yep, yep. Well, I have uh, five songs that I've uh, accumulated in addition to what we've had on the show before. Of songs that where I heard something else. Now, mind you, because, you know, when I hear something else and I learn, oh, that's not what they said. Well, now I'm hearing it correctly. But when I first heard these things, I heard them the way I heard them and sang them this way for a while. Or some of them, like the first one, I kind of knew that can't be right. But, you know, it's something that I just sang along with because I thought it was funny and and nutty. Okay. All right. So. I'm ready. Here we go. This This is the first one. And, uh, see, now and I'm, here I'm, I'm, we are. <laughs> I'm not sure how to present it, whether I should say what, because it starts off. The, the first line is, is the uh, misheard lyric. Okay. But I, when I first heard this or heard this a number of times, I thought he was saying ham on rye. Okay. So here we go. Well, hmm. uh, oh, okay. I can see how you think that. That may be that that's what I'm going to hear from now on out. So if you don't know this song, I wonder if that's what you guys think. Which is an awesome way to segue into this after talking about food. Right. By the way, I hate rye. Really? Hate it. Yeah. So this is uh, Kenny Loggins, and of course the song is I'm Alright. It's yes. the uh, theme from the movie Caddyshack. But I, I, I thought it was ham on rye. Don't nobody worry about me. And I'm thinking, hey, that guy likes food. It's, it's almost like a, a Weird Al Yankovic take yes. on it, you know? Yes. <laughs> Everything Weird Al does was about. So let's see if it can. Come on, one more ham on rye. Come on. Ham on rye. You know, this has nothing to do with a misheard lyric, but especially that part, right, that, that little break right there, or whatever right. we're going to call that, the going into the chorus. Doesn't that sound like something come from Blues Brothers? Yes. Okay. Definitely. All right. Definitely. Well, because that is a, even though that was in the 80s, that was a, the dip, 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 what's the doo-wop 
was call back to doo-wop type stuff what's his name uh sorry what's his name john belushi no the Dan other Aykroyd? one thank you Aykroyd. he wasn't in caddyshack was he that would be interesting I don't if think he, was. That he was bill murray was yeah yeah but i don't think any of the other okay. snl okay. cast members well chevy chase oh okay name. i haven't seen caddyshack you were I, in caddyshack i've never seen it oh you've never danger seen it. Fi- I thought you said I was in Caddyshack. No, I wasn't even born am, yet, Mark. I, I'm this close to Janet. I have headphones on and I still can't hear her. You know what? I think I'm losing Maybe my Maybe you need to eat your peas. <laughs> I don't want more penis in my food. I don't want any How penis in my food. How can you have any pudding if you don't eat your peas? All right. Go ahead. All right. So this is, this is another song, obviously. Okay. It's a classic song. And... This is the background singers. Again, you know, that one had, you know, uh, background, I'm all right, you know, hang uh-huh, on, uh-huh. right? This one, by the way, I love this song. This is just okay. such a great song. We're going to go in toward the end of the song, actually. Okay. But uh, to me, being a person of a certain generation, 26, uh, I the background sounds to me like they are... Uh, uh, what should I say? Celebrating an homage, homage to Bob Newhart. Oh, because I'm okay. hearing Bob Newhart, Bob Newhart. This is what I'm hearing from the background singers. Okay, background so already singing. I'm like, what song would that be? That's on. Okay, okay. So, so here it is. This right, is the uh, in in my head as a kid growing up hearing this on the radio. <laughs> this was uh, the Bob Newhart song. Sister Golden Hair by America. Here it comes. This is going to be the backup. Bob Newhart. Bob Newhart. I can hear that. Bob Newhart. Bob Newhart. The Bob Newhart song. And he wasn't a sister, and he didn't have golden hair. (laughs) No, he definitely didn't. So there you go. That is my uh, okay. The Bob is, Newhart song. Bob Ode song. to Bob Newhart. <laughs> Bob. Now this next one, I I always thought this was obvious what the lyric was until I, I kid you not, till like about a week ago, when I was just doing a deep dive into older music and stuff, and you know jumping all around listening to stuff, and I was like, wait, that's the lyric, because this song is Love Roller Coaster. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. What does a roller coaster do? What do you know about a roller coaster? What is the Go, motion of a roller coaster? Up, right. goes up and down. And, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Okay. So to me, this says, love a roller coaster up and uh, down. Oh. That's what do, I always do, thought. Do. Right. Okay. That's not what it says. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love this. Oh. Oh. Okay. I. You guys have to call us and tell us whether or not you got up immediately and started doing the... <laughs> freaking robot or whatever people were doing then <laughs> robots about right there you go. yeah oh no not yet four more bars no we but now we're getting bars. the cowbell is that cowbell it is cowbell you need more cowbell here we go up and down say what see i always thought up and down up and down say what okay i can hear why you think that? So By no, the way, in headphones, obviously we can hear things a lot more clear. You, go, I was just gonna say, y'all, if you have not listened to this in some headphones, you have to because the mixing, going back and forth from left to left, right. Yeah. Growing up, I didn't have that. We just didn't have the money. Didn't have that. And wow, I always, it sounds I always, great. all this time, I was roller coaster up and down. Not, it's roller coaster of love. Of love. I mean, I know it's certainly that's what it's about. This does sound Is great this? in headphones. So are they talking about something other than a roller coaster? I never thought about this. Is this a nasty song? Of course it is. It's Ohio Players. Oh my gosh. This is... That... The trumpets, the background. (laughs) It's so indicative of the time because now I'm thinking of Casey and the Sunshine Band. Right. It's the same era. Yeah. Even the sound is kind of similar. I agree. It's great. It's the same era. But I always thought it was roller coaster up and down. And I saw there of love. 
I mean, I knew it was a, a sexual innuendo song. I didn't know that. I never thought about it until right but, now. But it was just like, what? Because I'm like Snow White. And you just are. pure as the driven <laughs> snow. And I, <sighs> <sighs> I just couldn't. I, I always thought it was up and down. Anyway. All right. So this next song. Up and down. Is one where actually there's a lot of lyrics in here that I don't even know exactly what they said. I almost played the whole song, but I thought, well, you know what? I'm just going to play part of it. But. Uh, this is one of those things where you hear the song and your mind puts things together and then that's what it becomes for you. Okay. And this one is, uh, apparently this group was a big fan of the Happy Meals at McDonald's because sometimes they want to get a real meal deal at McDonald's. So that's what this okay. is. This is uh, Van Halen in Panama. Oh. And you'll okay. hear them. They'll say real meal deal now. Real oh. meal deal now. Here we go. Okay. It's coming up. The real meal deal now is coming up. Reach down between my legs. Ease the seat back. Ease the seat back. She's my Here comes. Here comes. Right here. <laughs> what did he say? Real deal meal now. Real meal deal now. And he said he was buying it. Yeah. <laughs> so what did you hear? What do you hear when you, do you even, rem I mean, I obviously you know the She's song. She's mine and she, uh, I'm, I'm buying. buying right behind me. I don't know. Play it again. Can you play it again? Go back a little. Reach down Well, it sounds like he says real deal. I don't know. I don't know, Mark. Real deal something now. So what does he say? Uh, so here, here is the lyric, according to one of the sites. It's, uh, she's blinding, I'm flying. I mean, obviously, she's so he's blinding, not even. So I'm he's flying. not buying. No. Okay, he's not I'm buying flying anything. right behind in rear view mirror now. Oh. Got the fearing, power steering, pistons popping, ain't no stopping I, now. I got the now part. <laughs> and the I'm part. We know there was an I'm in there. She's blinding. I'm flying. One more time. Right behind in review mirror now. Golly. But he says real How many deal years now. did it take? Between his legs. Yeah, He's going to eat that seat. Ease, ease that seat, seat back. back. That's awesome. That's a great song. I'm flying right behind him. I'm still hearing real deal something yeah, now. He's still but, doing a real meal deal okay. as far as I was All concerned. All right. Sorry, David. You're just wrong. Real meal deal. <laughs> oh. All right. So this next one, this is the, the last one for this okay. segment. Okay. Because uh, this is what I had in, okay. in my notes. Awesome. I, I, unless I come up with something else. I have some that have been building years. up. So that's awesome. Um. <laughs> So this one is uh, from John Mellencamp's R.O.C.K. in the USA. Okay. And as we know, it's a great song. It's yes. about, you know, he, he references a lot of the old school singers in it. And, you know, it's an homage to the uh, old school singers. And to me, because it was rock music they're talking about, which, of course, because he's referencing the singers from the 50s, is, uh, was the devil's music. Back okay. then. Okay. So to me, when they sing this, well, I'll just I'll just play it and I'll tell you what I what I hear. All right. Okay. Okay. Got that part so far. Am I supposed to know what Hold that on. is? Hold on. Coming up. So here's what I heard. Okay. Uh, heard. Okay. Here's what I heard on that last one was denying baby Jesus. Oh, I heard he's blind, talking about blind faith in Jesus. He's talking about, you know, how they're doing. Here, here's what they're doing to struggle to get to the rock and roll. 
I always heard denying baby Jesus as a reference to it's the devil's music. Okay. Was it? Okay. You have it correct. Oh, okay, good. <laughs> but I've never listened to it with headphones. Yeah. And when I've always heard it on the radio, I mean, because this was a great song back in the 80s and, and blasting it in the car and watching the music video on MTV that did not have the lyrics on the screen. And and for me, it was always denying baby Jesus. They just, you know that they just might. It's not saying they all uh -huh, do, uh -huh. but they but might. Because might to me, right. this, devil in my head, music. this was selling your soul mm -hmm. to the devil. That was a nice way Denying baby Jesus, you know that they just might, because you might make a deal with the devil in order to succeed in rock and roll music in the USA. Mm, like Robert Johnson did, which we've covered on the right, show. Right, exactly. So it Go back with a couple theme. of sentences, though, okay. because I'll I have you, this, my own misheard this, lyrics. This has I think. the lyrics on the screen. I'm assuming it's correct. It, it's, I'm going to tell you what I think okay. I heard. Uh, all right. To the friends. Got that? Okay. Said goodbye to their family. Yeah. Say goodbye to the friends. Just I think it's the sure next it's line. Okay. Put the puppy in her head and buried noodles, something, something in her head. <laughs> With the pipe dreams in their head and very little money in their hands. Okay. So they have the pipe I heard dreams. The puppies in the something pipe and the noodle in her head. In their, in their head. Pipe okay, dreams. Okay, go back and do that one more okay. time. With the pipe dreams in her head and very very noodle With money in her head. Very little money in their very hands. Noodle in her head. <laughs> Puppy something and very noodle in her. Yeah. Okay. All right. So there. I even. Okay. I got to contribute. Some are black. Some are white. That's easy. Ain't too proud to sleep on your floor tonight. Mm -hmm. Which is great that he is ain't too proud because ain't too proud to beg. It's, mm -hmm. You know, song from the era. Is that, that's pretty great. Denying baby Jesus. You know that they just might. <laughs> the USA so there you go that's that is what I awesome in my head what I heard in in those five songs those are the, some of the uh, love it misheard lyrics so if you guys Thank have you. misheard lyrics let us know on Instagram Twitter because we want to do another Facebook, show yep. at yep. snack a little or call in on our dedicated listener line at 909 572 we know you have them yeah call call in and uh, we'll cover some of them on the show you know what a pendulum is Mark I do know what a pendulum is I know what a pit is as well a pit or a pick pit the pit and the pendulum is that a book? A movie? <laughs> Both? It's vaguely oh familiar, but yeah, I don't... It's a classic story. Hmm. Wow. I wow. Know. I don't know. Who am I sitting here with? Somebody who doesn't <laughs> know about the pit and the pendulum. Hmm. All right. Let's talk a little bit about pendulums. There is a podcast that I've listened to and somebody was using a pendulum and they were talking about how they were really picking up on something in a certain area okay. with this pendulum. And I'm like... You know, I've heard about this before because with my job, sometimes, not often, I use what's called a witching stick. And it's kind of the same idea. It's yes. also known as a divining rod. And they work. I can't explain it. I've looked things up, but they work. I don't get it. I don't either. And I, I, you know what? I think we've covered on the show before how that uh, we had something like that one time with one of my sons when we were trying to find a friend's keys and the mom said, oh yeah, and she had a couple of witching mm -hmm, rods mm -hmm. and he found them and I still to this day cannot explain that. Well, I just got to thinking, you know, going forward in the future, if we can figure out how to make these things, quote, work, um, or even if we can't, I'll just use them anyway, just because it's fun. Well, that's true. I made a pendulum. Oh. I looked it up to find out how do you make a pendulum. And well, you don't want to, to, well, no, but I wanted to know, is it a special, what, what, is there something special that makes them something that can be divine? For example, I can't make a, uh, I can't have a witching stick that isn't metal. Uh, although some people use the really? little Y stick, but the way I've been taught is, it's not like I, yeah, that you're supposed, it's supposed to be some kind of a metal rod that you turn into a, a seven, like a hangman seven. Interesting. Yeah. So, but but again, that said, I've never tried using it with the Y stick because people use those right, as right. a divining rod. So I've never used that. But I I read and they said when it comes to making a pendulum that they're usually approximately eight inches long. The string, the material that you uh, 
hold at the top with between your fingers. Um, they said some people just use a washer. It was suggested that you shouldn't use a stone, and sometimes a lot of them that I've seen is some kind of a stone that's sort of pear-shaped or teardrop-shaped. They said you shouldn't Wait, at the do, top? Th no, the stone. The oh, at the bottom. The the, yeah, okay. the, the weighted part that hangs at the bottom. Okay. They said that you probably don't want to use a stone because stones have their own energies, and it could really interfere with whatever you're trying to do with your pendulum. And it said that metal is better. So I found one of these See, things, okay. trinkets. I just want to say, that's odd because metal to me is a stone. Okay. It's a it's an element. Okay. You know, it's a hard element that. So okay. That, All right. You know, it's just. But they're saying stones are not a good idea. Interesting. They also said that you want to wash these because this actually came, this this that I have used and it's a key. It looks like an old ornate skeleton key, but it's actually, you know, jewelry. It's this wasn't originally a key for anything. Right. I'm it's just pretty a, sure. Just yeah. a decorative, decorative key. Right. Because this came from a thrift store in a grab bag of jewelry. I right. love it. But I don't, I'm not the only person who has ever had this more than right. likely. And it says or you ever can, touched it more than exactly. likely. Exactly. It says you can wash these, and you should. You don't want to use these too much without washing them. And it says <laughs> there are different ways to wash them. You can put it in the sunlight all night. You can put it in the moonlight all night. You wait, can wait, wait. wash it with soap wait, and water. On. I think you misspoke. You said you could put it in the sunlight all night. Oh, right. All day. Okay. <laughs> uh and so I did both. I washed it Because otherwise first. you'd have to go up to Alaska and you leave would. it in the you sunlight would. all night. I, I washed it first and then I left it in the sun all day. So okay. it seems as though it's probably been cleansed. My understanding, too, is that you get better at this. And so you have to really get in touch with yourself okay. and concentrate, maybe even... I've done that a lot. Okay. Okay. Ladies. So what I'm seeing is they said that you want to have like the, the, the arm that's holding the, the pendant or the pendulum. Right. You want to have it be quite relaxed, possibly, probably rest it, for example, on a table. They say that it's not a bad idea to have a hard surface uh, like a desk right. or something on your lap that's a hard surface and that you're going to maybe meditate a little. Okay. So that you get used to really concentrating on whatever you're asking and it says also that you, because you could potentially not just look for gold, um, jewelry, water, probably electricity. I would have to look at the, I, I'm not looking at it right now because I'm looking at Mark. Right. But there are different things that you can search for. It isn't just necessarily for looking for spirits, but it's that too. You can also put this over somebody's body. And apparently people can hold it over someone's body to see, to find if there's some kind of an ailment because it will start doing the, Gravitating the thing. Gravitating towards the ailment. So what it says to do, and, and so for all of you, I'm holding this. I have my elbow up on the recording desk and I'm holding the pendant with, or I'm holding the pendulum with the pendant part hanging down. Uh, and I feel pretty relaxed. Okay. But it says that you want to, in your mind... You want to ask it, okay, which direction is going to be yes? And you're supposed to do this with your eyes closed. And it says at first it could take anywhere from seconds. It could take as long as five minutes until you start to actually get in tune with the pendulum. We don't have five we're minutes. Not gonna, a, no, we're not going to do it's that. It's an audio show. I'm, I'm explaining this for, for you and for our listeners so you understand what I've done. Okay. Okay. So, so far, I feel like I've done what I'm supposed to do. Right. Um, so, so yes. And then you close your eyes and you wait because you want it to show you is yes going to look like back and forth or is the yes going to look like the circling pendulum that goes around and around? And I'll show you. Right. In case you don't understand like that. And then you would also I'm do the same. I'm glad you did that illustration because I did not understand. I know. I know. I'm trying to help. Bit. I'm trying to help. The same thing. You're going to ask it. What does no look like? Uh, also, you could ask it if... Um, uh, I don't know if I don't know. See, now that one surprises me when reading this because it's like, well, what's left? I mean, it's either back and forth or it's around and around. I don't know what's left unless it's just no movement at all. Hmm. To me, that's that's really the only other well, choice. you've had that issue. No movement at all? <laughs> <laughs> okay. And that so... That was a little bit of the TMI you said on another show. I, I, you're, you're correct. You're correct. Uh, that's probably why I'm getting the emails, like taking something that will help me poop instantly. <laughs> so weird. It's not like I'm looking those things up. So why am I getting an email for pooping instantly? I don't know. I think you need to get some halpia in your system. So in relation to Paranormal Corner, since we are in the Paranormal Corner, 
it is saying that, so when you're asking pendulums, um, what pendulums are used for? Newcomers to using crystals are astonished to find that you can tap into your most hidden inner wisdom and be in touch with your spirit guide. And it says here on this website, which is crystals and jewelry. Okay. Dot com? Yes. Okay. Crystalsandjewelry.com. Yeah. It says that you don't want to uh, ask, you don't want to tell somebody the answers that you're given because it's going to be different for everybody. So if you were to ask questions about yourself or for yourself, Mark, you don't want to share this kind of thing with anybody. I mean, I guess you could tell them what the answers were, but pe people should never use that advice because their advice could be different. So apparently it's very personal and whatever you find from this, when it's related, when it's related to yourself, it, it's not advice for everybody because it's going to be different for everybody, right, which right. makes it's sense. It's personal. So yeah, yeah yep. right. So what you're saying is that when you're, when you're holding the pendulum, you're asking the question, it should only be related to how you respond yes. to the how the question and subject is you you shouldn't in relation to like, yourself. I shouldn't hold it and say should should Jana do this right right it should yes. be should I do this right okay I understand so, just so, want to make sure it's clear so get this it, so all throughout history pendulums have been utilized to find water gems gold and other important items right in ancient Europe doctors and scientists made use of pendulums to locate weak or infected areas of the body. You can also use pendulums to determine, determine the gender of an unborn baby. Hmm. Pendulums have long have a long and interesting history. During World War II, Kenneth Mary Lee, Colonel Kenneth Mary Lee, used a pendulum to locate buried bombs. Interesting. South African miners also invited pendulists to help find precious minerals in the earth. Wait, wasn't isn't he a magician? Let me go back. That's pendulette. Oh. <laughs> Okay, sorry, pendulists. I was trying to figure out which words you were talking about. Um, it is saying that you want to be careful because nerve reactions, um, you, you have to learn to... Control it, I would guess. Control it, yes, and also, yeah, know the difference between just, yes. You, you need to learn to know the difference. Right. Which to me, so I, I messed with a little bit after I made it, right. and I feel like you can tell the difference. Uh, there were a few times, because I did try this. I did try this. I didn't have my arm on the desk and to be perfectly frank with you when I'm here alone the idea of doing this if this started like swinging around violently in circles would be a little freaky right so I haven't done that but like I keep turning my head talking to you and it's moving right. I feel like it seems pretty obvious that it would it would be uh, it wouldn't be difficult if you're moving around even though I'm not doing it a lot right I'm doing it enough that it makes this move yeah and so, and by the way, from my perspective, so I'm about uh, uh, three feet away from Jana. I can see when she's holding her hand there, uh, because we have a neutral background. I can actually see her hand moving while she's holding it. Not not that she's doing it intentionally, but you know, none of us, unless we really practice, can freeze like a robot and have it only be that. But just from my perspective, I can see, and I'm exaggerating for Jana here, I can see your hand doing this. Uh, uh -huh. And I'm yeah. not saying you're doing right. it intentionally no, no, no. Right. at all, but yeah. it's just that that's just our just, nature. We, right, because I'm moving around. Yeah. yeah, we can't freeze and be completely still like a, right. like a bird might be able to yes. or something like that. We aren't, we've lost that training in our, in our evolutionary history. But some people supposedly use these to communicate with spirits. And I think that going forward... This might be interesting just to see what there is to see. But it says here, uh, how would a pendulum help you? Some questions that your pendulum is likely to answer uh, are about your health, whether or not something is good for you to eat. It can also shed light on whether something has additives, preservatives, chemicals, what? <laughs> Pesticides. Uh, it, whether or not you should uh, already go, go see a doctor already. Pendulums and wealth. You can ask your pendulum regarding wealth matters. Create your own pendulum chart with possible answers or simply ask your questions about your financial status future. Pendulums with love and relationships. You know, on the doctor one, I bet you if Michael J. Fox held a pendulum, would probably tell him he needs to go get checked out for all the movement that he's making. You think? That's great. <laughs> all right. So once again, in case any of you are going to try this, it just says... 
Okay, once you've made your pendulum, sit down comfortably on a chair and make sure that both your body and mind feel relaxed and free from stress. You can put your elbow on the table in front of you so that the pendulum can swing freely. Mm. Okay. <laughs> you can choose to hold your arm in a horizontal position so that your pendulum can move freely. You don't need to be psychic to be able to use a pendulum. Just remember that the pendulum will guide itself. It will be moved by your thoughts so yours would go up and down <laughs> or by a spirit guide. The first step you must do is get to know your pendulum, Mark, get to know it and how it will move for you. Pendulum movement movements include straight lines that will move from front to back, from side to side. Okay. All right. Ladies. That makes sense. And it can move in circles in a clockwise or counterclockwise direction. Wait a minute. Isn't that, that was Jerry Seinfeld's move. Okay. This would be freaky. It says it can move in an elliptic, like, uh, elliptical motion or up and down to signify strong affirmative action. That would be freaky if it starts moving up and down. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the questions that you should ask must have a yes or no answer. Keep your eyes on the bobber <laughs> and ask it to show you a yes without doing anything to the pendulum. It will soon start to swing in direction. When you ask it to show you a no, it should move the opposite direction. Okay, I'm going to have to pay, cl pay closer attention. Right. Because it may have been doing that when I tried it, but I guess I didn't pay close enough attention to see if it was going clockwise, counterclockwise. So interesting. Okay. Going forward, we're going to try this out, see what we think. All right. But not on the show. We're going to try this uh, out. Well, well both. not on this show. Not on this show. Right. This show is the introduction to explain everything about it. And we'll do it in a future show. Absolutely. Right. Just want to make sure I'm clear. It says you can also meditate with a pendulum. That seems like a great book or something. Meditating with your pendulum. <laughs> <laughs> don't do it too often. You'll go blind. <laughs> we don't want that. All right. So, yeah, we're getting into some kind of a new sort of meta metaphysical, freaky, deaky, whatever, whatever. And you can go to Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. At Snack a Little. And, uh, you know we love it when you call in. So call the dedicated listener line. And the number is 909-572-0278. Let us know your misheard, misheard lyrics. Let us know uh, your pendulum. <laughs> habits <laughs> and also please try this it's just the coconut cream a few tablespoons of cocoa and a little bit of sweetener to your taste buds and mix it really well and add some vanilla and it's so good and what kind of foods do you think uh, affect your personality or, or do you, did, did, did do you, you are you going for that stuff? We i were, know we i'm not agreeable with a lot of that i stuff, mean what they're so saying sort of kind of makes sense but but a lot of it were both the opposite of what they were saying. So right. weigh in on that. And first, we want you to come back. Come on. Always come back. Check out all our pictures. We're right online.